This is the My Money, My Freedom podcast, where we unpack and simplify all things money so that you'll always have more than enough to live your best life for life. Now, here's your host, financial coach, Susan Lassiter-Lyons. So it's no secret that most Americans aren't financially well. They spend more than they should. They typically don't save enough. And many times they make bad decisions with their money. In this podcast, we're going to be focusing on helping you improve what we call your financial wellness. And I've got some great tips and tools that are going to help. So to get started, what exactly is financial wellness? Well, financial wellness is the process of incorporating both financial and emotional well-being. It's taking steps to improve your overall quality of life with regard specifically to the way that you handle money. So financial wellness involves paying attention to the big three, budgeting, saving, and investing. Now, these are all very different aspects of financial wellness, but you need all three to work together in order for the whole thing to work out successfully. Now, budgeting can help limit spending just by having a plan, right? If you have a plan, then it's usually easier to stick to it and you'll start to think twice before spending money on stuff that you just don't need. Saving also helps decrease financial stress just by having enough money set aside in case something unexpected happens like job loss or illness. Now, investing helps you grow your money bigger, faster, and stronger than you can with budgeting or saving alone. And the old saying goes that you can't save your way to wealth, and it's 100% true. You must invest in order to grow your money and maximize your savings. Now, investing also allows you to make extra income by putting your money to work, earning interest, dividends, and capital gains. And that income, if it's in the stock market and not not in something like a rental property that's really just another job in disguise is truly passive income, meaning it's the kind of income that you don't have to lift a finger to get and you don't have to take a midnight call from an angry tenant or a clueless property manager in the process. Now, I'm primarily an income investor, and that's what my infinite income retirement investing model is based on. Currently, for me personally, every dollar that I have invested in the stock market makes me an average of 31 cents in income. And that's way better than letting my money be lazy and sit around playing video games all day eating Cheetos in a savings account that pays me a fraction of a penny for every dollar that I have in there. So, Let's talk for a minute about why financial wellness is important. It's mainly important because overall, it's going to lead to a happier, healthier lifestyle by ensuring that there aren't any unnecessary stresses put on you just because of your finances. I mean, this just in and of itself leads to less stress and more time to focus on other aspects of your life instead of wasted time and emotional energy, figuring out how to deal with an unexpected financial emergency like a car or a house repair. So we all know that stress is bad for both our physical and mental health. So by ensuring peace of mind with regard to finances, we're able to live happier lives than those folks who might not pay attention to their financial wellness as well. Now, one of the key components to financial wellness is living below your means. 
Okay, this means that you're able to afford all of the necessities in life and still have some money left over for fun. I got to tell you that keeping up with the Joneses is a big trap that so many people fall into. I even fell into it early in my career many years ago, right? I felt like I had to have the house and the car and all the things that people have to have in order to feel successful. But it's absolutely not true. It's important to appreciate what you have instead of focusing on what others have and then measuring your worth based on what they have that you don't have, right? Okay, so now that we know what financial wellness is and why it's important, I have seven financial wellness tips for you. Step number one is to create and stick to a monthly budget. Now, a monthly budget is just a plan for how you're going to use your money. It helps you organize your spending. And even more important than that, it helps you avoid spending too much on stuff you just don't need. All you have to do is create an Excel spreadsheet or a Google sheet to make a detailed list of all your expenses. It's going to include your personal expenses like food and clothing and entertainment and even business expenses if you have one. I have a combined monthly budget for personal and business expenses so I know exactly how much is going out every single month in total. Now, it might sound complicated, but it's really super easy. And once you've created your spreadsheet, just categorize each expense by type, like groceries, mortgage, phone bill, and then plug in how much money you're planning to spend in that category. And at the end of the month, you can see how you did. You'll see what percentage of the budget you're using, and you can cut back if you need to, or you'll be able to find out which items aren't important so that you can remove them from the budget entirely. I always make a list of all my subscriptions, and if I haven't used that particular subscription in a month, then I'll cancel it. Like, we got Disney Plus several months ago to watch Hamilton, and I'm personally not a big Disney person, except for Stitch. I love Lilo and Stitch. He's so cute. He reminds me of my dog, Hank. But I already own that movie, right? So I don't need to keep a subscription for something that I'm really never going to use. So that's the manual way of setting up a budget, but you can also automate it. Tracking spending automatically with a tool like Mint that you can find over at mint.com is a great way to stay on top of your budget without spending any additional time doing it. It automatically will create a budget and it'll show you where you're overspending or underspending in any budget category. So to set this up, all you have to do is go to Mint, sign up for a free account, link all of your accounts, all of your bank accounts, your savings accounts, your credit card accounts, your loan accounts, and your investment accounts. Link them all to Mint, and it will log and categorize each transaction for you automatically. Now, you may have to spend a little bit of time at the beginning recategorizing some stuff. Like for a few months, it was categorizing my business payroll expenses as childcare expenses. And I got an email from Mint saying I was over budget on childcare for the month. Now, as somebody who doesn't have any kids, that was a super weird email to get. So I knew that something was miscategorized right away. But then I realized that I'm the only employee on my business payroll and I do occasionally act like a 12 year old. So maybe Mint is actually smarter than we think. The second tip is to build an adequate emergency fund. Now, 
An emergency fund is just money that you set aside to cover unexpected expenses. And it's going to include everything from a car repair or an expensive vet bill for your pet. Um, last year in 2020, both of my dogs had to have emergency surgery at about 5000 bucks a pop. So my emergency fund got a big workout. Now, last year, Bankrate.com also reported that 59% of Americans don't have enough savings to cover a $1,000 emergency. And that's a huge financial stressor. So if you're in that boat, start by saving the equivalent of one paycheck and then work up to maybe three months worth of living expenses in total savings and then leave it alone. Right. Except in the case of a true emergency. And just so that we're clear, upgrading to the latest iPhone is not an emergency. Tip number three, pay yourself first. Now, paying yourself first just means that you pay some of your income into savings and investment accounts before you do anything else with it, including paying bills. It's usually a percentage of your income, and the idea is that if your income goes up, so should your savings goal. That's why it's a percentage, typically. Now, a good rule of thumb is to transfer 10% or so into your savings account and also the maximum monthly contribution to your Roth IRA, which is $500 a month if you're younger than 50 and $583 a month if you're over 50. Now, as long as you continue on this cycle of paying yourself first, there's always going to be enough emergency money and you'll be in the habit of regularly and automatically contributing to your retirement account. Speaking of retirement, tip number four is to start saving for retirement now. Now, your financial future depends largely on your savings for retirement. And starting to save now is the absolute best way for you to take control of your financial future. And make sure that you plan for the kind of retirement that you want. Now, I knew about 25 years ago that I wanted to move to Palm Springs and buy a really great mid-century modern home with a private pool and join the tennis club in retirement. And none of those things are cheap. So I planned for them and I saved and invested accordingly. So start out by maxing out your Roth IRA and investing in dividend paying stocks that are going to grow and compound safely over time. The income that they produce will get reinvested until retirement. And then when you decide to stop working, Working for money and live off of the income from your investments, you just stop reinvesting that income and just have it automatically transferred to your checking account instead. And this is the core investment strategy that I teach here at My Money, My Freedom. So by investing a relatively small percentage of your paycheck every month, you're taking the first step to financial wellness and securing your future financially. So Consider also setting up a 401k with your employer if you're eligible and the company offers a match. This is another way to invest for retirement. And now lots of employers are offering a Roth option in your 401k so that you don't have to defer taxes until retirement when they're most likely going to be higher. The fifth tip is to get the insurance that you need. Now, a good way to really secure your financial wellness is by getting insurance like life insurance, health insurance, or disability coverage. Now, to figure out what kind of insurance you need, ask yourself some questions like, you know, what would happen if I got hit by a car and couldn't work? Or who's going to take care of me and my family if I become disabled? How will my mortgage be paid off if I die? Now, long-term care insurance is something else to consider. It isn't cheap, 
but neither are nursing homes and assisted living facilities. So plan accordingly, not just to protect yourself, but also to protect your family. I mean, I know a ton of women now who are footing the bill for a parent in one of these facilities, and that's a huge financial burden to put on a loved one. Tip number six is to use credit wisely and sparingly. Credit is great until it's not. So can you afford to pay off your credit cards every month? If so, then congrats, you are in the clear, my friend. If not, there are some things that you can do to get yourself back on track. The first step is tracking your spending habits and paying attention to where your money's going every day. Like what items do you buy frequently or even daily? What are you like spending on these everyday purchases? Like, where's that money going to? Are you buying it on a debit card or are you putting on a credit card? And what expenses every day can you eliminate? All right. I'm not going to be like Dave Ramsey or any of these other financial gurus that are going to say, hey, you know, cut out your latte or your avocado toast or whatever it is that you like, but just become cognizant of these expenses because they really, really do add up over time. So try to only use credit in an emergency situation and stop using it as a convenience, right? That's going to also help prevent it from escalating out of control. I never carry cash and I had my debit card hacked one time at a self-pay parking lot, so I never use it when I'm kind of out and about. Um, one thing that's really helped me over the years is to put everything, everything on my American Express cards. I have a personal Amex and a business Amex, and I pay them off in full every month. Plus, I have those cards linked to my Amazon account, and then I use the points that I get from buying everything on my Amex cards for fun stuff like books for me or um, treats for the dogs usually. Also, going back to Mint, you can create a goal to get debt-free in Mint, and Mint will tell you exactly how much you should pay each month to each card that you want to pay off. It makes it super easy because it just automatically creates the plan for you. All you have to do is follow it, and it tracks the progress so you can see it in real time. Tip number seven. And the final tip is to consult a competent financial coach. Now, a financial coach like me will work one-on-one -on -one with you to create a savings and investment plan and give you some objective feedback and guidance, which oftentimes you can't really get from friends or family members, right? They, uh, Everybody has their own idea about what you should be doing with your money, um, and that's a subjective opinion about what you should be doing with your money. Um, a coach like me can kind of look at it more holistically and give you a more objective opinion and some feedback and guidance to help you through. We can also help you by providing some much-needed emotional support through the process, and that's especially important for folks who find themselves behind on saving for retirement, who have a lot of debt, or who just aren't prepared financially for the unexpected. I always joke that I'm a financial coach, but that's really only about 25% of what I do. The other 75% is more like financial therapy. Now, planning your financial future is one of the most meaningful and important things that you can do to take care of yourself because your health, your physical, mental, spiritual, and financial health affects every aspect of your well-being. See you next time. 
listening to My Money, My Freedom. Visit our website at mymoneymyfreedom.co and follow us on Instagram at mymoneymyfreedomhq. 